think particularly when you're starting out, I think it's really about getting over that hurdle of understanding what technology they need to support their online experience. And that's really where people obviously have to figure out what platform they're going to pick and what CRM system they're going to use to communicate with their their um, customer base. Welcome to Your Branding Playbook, the podcast that breaks down digital and branding into bite-sized pieces. I'm Holly Ferling, and I'm thrilled to be one half of your hosting duo. And I'm Abe Kana, Managing Director of Vezini, bringing years of experience in the world of tech to help guide you through the rapidly evolving digital landscape. Whether you're a small startup or a large corporation, we're here to take the complexities out of digital and branding so you can take your business to the next level. Another tactical episode today. Uh, we're going to talk about e-commerce platforms. Can you tell me though, before we get into all the nitty gritty and all the technical side of things, which I know you absolutely love, um, can you tell us a little bit about where the e-commerce landscape is currently? And obviously we had COVID affect a number of things. So where has it got to now in 2023? Yeah, look, it's definitely changed a lot over the last few years, particularly, particularly with the pandemic and, and coming out of that I think we saw a lot of consumer behavior change um, fundamentally due to the pandemic. And obviously people were forced to start shopping online from groceries to everyday items like, you know, your milk and cereal and all the way through to your clothes. So um, yeah, that seems to have kind of carried through, I think, post pandemic. And we're, all, we're still seeing that people, although they do like to go and physically shop in store, um, people are more inclined to actually still prefer to shop online and and have that convenience, whether it's on their phone or on their laptop. Is it convenience or do you think it's a, a completely like a change in behaviour? Are we actually becoming a little bit more antisocial? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. I, I feel like it's probably more like people are becoming a little bit more antisocial. <laughs> I think you think it's, yeah, it's people's lack of wanting to communicate um, face-to-face and also I guess the idea of having this almost this instant gratification of the idea of being able to kind of just from the convenience of your couch whether you're you know I don't know um, you know sitting at home after work and you just want to be able to do a bit of shopping you can just jump on your phone and within a few clicks you've you know, got a new outfit coming um, so yeah I definitely feel like it's 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 more that need for instant gratification that's that's really started to change the way people um, look at it and I mean you don't have to end up fighting anyone for a car park or, or anything like that either. So, and then you've got people like me who I may not actually shop for clothes online, but things that I already know. So my skincare or products that I actually know that I love, it's easy to just reorder because it just turns up at my door. I don't actually have to section out an hour of my day to go shopping physically and, and actually, yeah, spend time in, in a massive shopping center. Yeah, exactly. So can you tell us then, so you, you deal with a lot of e-commerce businesses, what are some of the challenges that each of them face in terms of setting up a, an e-commerce business, but also some of the other bits and pieces that they may not have considered uh, as they've as they've evolved through their business? Yeah, look, it, it definitely, there's a broad range of, of challenges depending on, on what stage of their business is at um, in that, that life cycle. I think particularly when you're starting out, I think it's really about getting over that hurdle of understanding what technology they need to support their online um, like experience. And that's really where 
people obviously have to figure out, you know, what platform they're going to pick and what CRM system they're going to use to communicate with their their um, customer base, um, and also maybe what inventory tracking they need. So there's a lot of um, different, I guess, facets of um, core business systems that are required to help get things going. But then actually, as the the business starts to grow and and scale, it's really important to obviously not um, to have a good foundation and and good systems in place. So that way, you know, you're not having uh, issues with data integrity and obviously, you know, operational constraints or bottlenecks that, you know, make it harder for people to transact with you. I feel like this is something that's coming through in all of the episodes. It's do it right, do it once, as opposed to having to, I guess, chase your tail a little bit when business is already happening. You feel like you're too busy to actually get things going. Actually doing it well from the get-go is is super important. Um, you mentioned e-commerce for platforms. Sure. What is, I guess, can you tell us the difference between the two types of e-commerce platforms? Yeah, so there's there's kind of two ways that you can go with it. There's obviously one one pathway, which is using what we call an open source platform. And basically what that is, is there's a community of um, developers and people that have come together and developed this, this platform, which you could use, basically grab online and install into your website and effectively um, customize and tailor without having to really pay a cent other than maybe you know, potentially engaging a developer or someone that has the technical capability to be able to actually help in that process of setting it up. And the alternative of that is, so that's number one, which is you know, open source, it's free to use, you, you know, grab it, install it, and it's, you know, you start using it. The alternative of that is, is using a, what we call a commercial or paid platform where you're obviously paying a subscription fee to utilize the technology. Um, again, it um, there are some pros and cons of that. We'll, we'll probably get into that in a moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's do it now. What are what are some of the pros and cons of that open source um, platform? You mentioned already it's free, so surely that's a massive big tick. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's obviously very cost effective for people if they're looking to potentially get started and they might not have um, you know the budget immediately to start spending on on licensing software. Um, as I said, you know you can you can grab the the open source platform, set it up on your website, and and really get going um, fairly quickly. So your speed to market might be a bit better. But um, I guess on the other hand, you know there there is a lot of customization and setting up that's required to actually implement um, that that same platform. So the one example of an open source e commerce platform that you could use is called WooCommerce. Uh, and that's built, I guess, on top of what we call the WordPress CMS or content management system. And the idea is, is once you've installed the core WooCommerce system um, or, I guess, platform, you then have to obviously add in additional functionality to do things that, you know, may come out of the box in an existing um, licensed e-commerce platform. So a good example that I often get with clients that, or, or businesses that I've worked with in the past is they might want the option to provide a buy one like buy X product and get this gift, say, for example. Um, and by default out of the box, that's not something that you can do in in WooCommerce. Like you have to add additional functionality to be able to create those um, customer experiences. So um, what we often find is, is that there's a need for someone to potentially get external help to obviously customize that open source platform to kind of make it work to fit their required model. Okay, so what I'm hearing is is that it's free, but it may not do everything that you need it to do, or you may need the extra technical help, or if you've got it yourself, congratulations. Um, but but that extra added skill set to be able to customize it properly to your business. Tell me a little bit about then the paid or the commercial 
uh, platforms? What's the pros and cons of those? Yeah, so there are a few um, different, uh, I guess, pros to and con. There's a couple of cons, but more pros, I'd say, for using a paid e-commerce platform. The paid um, version obviously has really good customer support. Um, and obviously, because you're paying or licensing to use the software alongside that, you've obviously got access to the thousands of people that obviously probably work for the company that you're licensing the software from, depending on what, what software you're buying. Um, obviously, there are benefits around like security, um, ease of use is another one that's really, really um, important too. Because obviously, if you're working in this platform day to day and managing your online store, you want to make sure it's easy to navigate and, and play around with. And um, that's one thing that some of these more off the shelf commercial platforms have done and invested the time in building is building a platform that's you can get into. Doesn't require you know a steep learning curve. You can add products, change inventory, chuck a promotional banner up, um, all within seconds. Whereas you know, when you're working with an open source platform, maybe like WooCommerce, you know, it's a bit more clunky, it's a bit more old and, and you know, requires a bit more, I guess, learning and understanding to be able to do a lot of those things that when you're really busy in the day-to-day of running your business, you don't want to really be having to fuff about and try and figure out where's that button that I've got to click to do this. So for someone like me, it sounds like the paid platform is well and truly my cup of tea as opposed to having all the technical (laughs) knowledge to keep evolving the open source platforms. What are some of your favorite channels then? You would obviously have um, some ones that you recommend to your own clients. Yeah. What what are the platforms that work best for, for the clients that you've seen? Yeah, look, we've had some really good success with some of the businesses we've worked with using the Shopify platform. Obviously, um, out of the box, it's got a lot of the functionality um, and features that a business would need that's wanting to create an online um, you know, e-commerce, uh, I guess, store. And on the flip of that, obviously, it's not for everyone. Obviously, there's a cost involved in implementing that particular platform. Um, we have had customers that you know may may have a store that predates Shopify's existence because it's obviously only been around for you know X number of years. Um, whereas WooCommerce, obviously, which is an open source platform or OpenCart, they've been around for a lot longer. Um, and there may be reasons why people choose to use those platforms because they require a greater deal of customizability. Because um, when you're working with an open source platform, you know you you can obviously customize it however you want it to be customized, you know? Um, whereas when you're working with a paid platform, you're kind of constrained by what they give you access to. Um, it's almost like buying a car and then not getting to see under the hood. So you can only <laughs> drive the car, but you can't look under the hood. So um, you kind of got to keep that in mind as well, depending on what you're trying to deliver uh, or create in terms of an online experience. But my personal, my personal favorite would probably be Shopify purely because of its ease of use and how, how quickly you can get to market um, and deliver some really cool customer experiences using um, such a well-built platform. You mentioned costs just before. I've got one final question for you, and that is when do you hire someone to help you with this? Is this something that you can do as a business yourself or is there out of benefit of actually um, investing in, in this side of things? Yeah, oh, that's a really good question. I think I've almost got a reverse question on that one. <laughs> Here I think we go. the question you've probably got to, <laughs> you've probably got to be asking yourself is, what's my time worth? And I think I often encourage business owners to feel, to think about that as well, because, you know, there's an opportunity cost to you investing the time and doing that yourself. Or maybe there's someone in the business like a, a you know, a marketing person or a designer or someone that you've hired internally, that's helping you run your um, online store or your physical store that may have some you know knowledge of those platforms that could implement it or help you set it up. But in saying that, 
there is a, uh, I guess, a cost to that as well that you've got to factor in. Like, say, for example, if it's you hole, you know, you're creating a Shopify store and, you know, you're jumping on there and you're setting it up, you're putting all your stock in, you're configuring it and everything. You know, the time that it would take you maybe to get your online store up and running, uh, maybe double what it would take someone that's trained and is, 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 is an expert in creating e-commerce stores. Um, and you'll often find that when you weigh up the costs of, of both, so you doing it or having an expert do it, you might actually find out you're, you're going to get a better outcome and potentially going to save um, some dollars. Plus, as we mentioned before, it's a really good foundation. It's something that you don't have to then get fixed later on, um, particularly if it, if it is someone like me that has no skill set whatsoever in this space. Um, Abe, thank you so much again for your time today for today's episode. I think it has given a nice little um, a nice little summary of, of e-commerce and, and the pros and cons and what to actually consider if you're a business going into this space. So thank you again and we look forward to having you in the next episode. Thanks, Cole. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you or your business needs help in the branding or digital space, or you'd like to continue today's conversation, feel free to connect with me, Abe Kana, on LinkedIn or visit our website, bezanique.com. More details can be found in the show notes. This podcast was recorded on the Ngunnawal and Turrbal lands. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.